Well, I guess let me start by painting a picture. It's New York City on the morning of one of those cold, crisp, but sunny days. The new Bronx shadows are long on the street. Development, they said. Invigoration or some such. But let me tell you, looking out this car window, I just see Voidical. That's it. Just, it's just Voidical. I'm out early today because I got an appointment before work. That's right. Before a long day producing a range of thematic erotica, I gotta go get a new eye installed. Can you believe it? My kid. Get this, my kid, the organizational genius, he bought it for me. Because I just turned 50, and your congratulations mean nothing to me. I a freaking sure you. But anyway, here I am, getting my first body modification at 50 years old. Call me slow. Everybody else does. Ma from Wake does. He's had short-term memory card slots installed since he was about 17 years old. A couple years back, he got a blue LED light put up his left nostril. Why? I don't know, what do I look like to you? Some sort of qualified nostril psychologist? A nostril rescue and rehabilitation center? Uh, frick. Look, poisonly, I don't get it. Why do I need a new frickin' eye? What's wrong with my old frickin' eye? I think this kid wants a robot dad or something. Which we have in the store. Like, go and buy one. Frick, I'll buy one and disappear. That's a win-win. But nah, I like the kid. Why else would I be getting up all oily for an appointment? What do I look like to you? Like an oily boy getting up all on the crack of dawn? Why the frick do I want to catch a... What, a worm? With what? With my mouth? Jeezio Tanilio. Anyway, I get to the address, which is on the more down and heel town-like part of downtown New York. I'm perturbed. And I think maybe this is my kid teaching me a lesson. If you'd given me more allowance, you could've got your eye upgrade and not gotten mugged afterwards by a software.com.crackcom junkie. Frickin' imaginary wise guy over here in my own head. But where's this eye place anyhow, and I hope my car's okay here. It's not flashy, but, you know, it's nice. It, uh... It turns out there aren't any software.crack.com junkies in this here part of town anyway. There used to be, or so the eye doctor said, until they got driven out by people like me. Hey, what do you mean by people like me, I said. And he said, I mean big, middle-aged, Italian-American guys with laser and x-ray capabilities in one eye. Uh, cool your jets, guy. So I cool my jets, because he ain't wrong. I got a laser x-ray eye now, whatever that's supposed to mean or do. In addition to my lack of mugging, I also have an unusual lack of needing to rush. This is strange for New York. But I can get on board. I'm, as the Brits say, craving a bit of early lunch. So I head on over to my favorite bodega for the very recently aforementioned oily lunch. Hey, Kathy, it must be your birthday, because you might see me twice today. Give me the uh, beef side bourguignon on fat breakfast rye bread. Kathy cracks me a dull smoke. It's duller than usual. And I think to myself, this girl could use a birthday. I've been telling her husband, the laziest Susan I know, who's a guy called Marco, that Kathy needs a new display screen for weeks now. Got that cheapskate bozo. I mean, come on, if you're gonna be lucky enough to marry a bodega bot, you gotta treat it right. If Marco wasn't still in bed as I assumed, I'd allow him the honor of deflowering my brand new laser eye. Maybe I should just try the x-ray on Kathy. 
Not to ogle her, jeez, no, what do I look like to you? Like my kid most definitely in five to seven years? Nah, I'm thinking maybe if it messed with her electrics, with her wires, you know, her deadbeat hubby would have to do some freaking wake for once in a freaking while. But nah, I don't want to make him my lunch with his ridiculous nail clipper fingers. Jeez, I wish you could get a load of the guy. He got all his fingers and toes replaced with futuristic nail clipping devices, files and the like. And for what? This guy owns a bodega, not a goddamn nail salon anyhow. Anyway, my cyborgignon's ready and I gotta get to work. As far as the eye can see, every direction. Traffic, traffic. This isn't strange for New York, but I mean, come on, where is everyone going anyhow? I don't know, what do I look like to you? Some sort of one-man surveillance state? Like a guy who could tell you what that chicken neck bozo in the next lane does for a living? Oh what, I can? This new eye's got employment chip scanning technology on it? So what, so I can see that this chicken neck, this Ryan Doley, shit name, wakes at the trash can repair center on E5 Tribecatronic bug? Wait, and he's on the register? This is very interesting. This makes me wonder, is this thing that's just been stuffed into my face a futuristic wonder tool, you know, is it a force for good? Or is it in fact just a heaving can of worms in fancy packaging? Is it gonna tell me all sorts of things like my wife is a KGB sleeper agent? Or that my Bob is a high-ranking Scientologist? Or, jeez, God forbid, is Marv actually short for Marvin and not Marvitello like I'd always assumed? How many of the tiny interactions that make up my New York day would be changed by this technology? I'm peeling back just one layer of privacy. Would this obliterate my shell of assumed purity? Purity. I ask again, what was so wrong with my old freaking eye? What do I look like? Some sort of... Hey, hey you, drive your car you prick punch! Some of us have places to be! You, you, you laser tag coach! Oh, that can't be real. Gotta be pulling my cop. It isn't long before my New York day is derailed entirely. It's just after the laser tag bozo, and I'm sitting at the lights of Thoyd Avenue Street and 72 72nd Boulevard. A cop car floating through the intersection in the lane nearest to me and I can see the driver clear as day. He's a pale guy with cheekbones and short dark hair. He looks me dead in the eye for a good four seconds or so before his details come up in that new eye of mine. So what you say? It says cop, police officer, clean as a whistle. Well, you're wrong. It doesn't say cop, it says attorney. And it doesn't say clean as a whistle. It says deceased. My hands go cold, but somehow it was sweat all over the goddamn steering wheel. At first my head goes empty, but then all sorts of thoughts and ideas come a-rushing in. What do we got here, some sort of zombie situation? Spookin' ghost Joe? Why is he in a cop car? And is my robot eye on the proverbial? By which I mean, of course, the Fritz. The Fritz.
I miss the lights as they go green, and within a fraction of a millisecond, the absolute golem behind me goes crazy on the honking. Then I think, this eye, this freaking new eye, can only tell me what it finds out from the bureau cloud's documents, registers, and chips. What if this deceased attorney has been marked as such by himself? Or by someone else? An, An overzealous enemy? Like, like when, when the mob, mob guy says you're dead to some, some little snitch, snitch and they're not dead in that moment, but just soon to be. I slam the pedal and give chase, while rather suavely flipping the F-boyed at the aforementioned shitbox driving shitbox horn honking golem. What I forgot to mention earlier is that in addition to being a real guy, wait, when did you say that? I'm a real good guy. If I see a life in danger, well, then Marv can write that thematic audio porn on his own for a day. I managed to catch up with the cop car, and yeah, it's the right one. There's not many of them on the road these days, because there's not many actual cops around to drive them. Which isn't to say the crime's gone down, Christ, no. It's more that police presence is basically digital now, and the physical world kind of exists like one of those soft play centers for kids, if you know what I mean. And if you don't, well, geez, you need to switch on or something. Geez, what are you? Some sort of, what, some kind of eco-friendly non-activity sense in standby mode dum-dum? But anyway, I tailed the bureaucratically dead attorney all the way to a disused hotel in West Harlem, stopping my car a good distance away from his to avoid getting made, whatever the fuck that means. He gets out and lets himself in through a small, non-main door. As I make my way across the sidewalk to do the same, I see a van in the alley. It looks brand new, shiny silver and white, you might even say, medical. The back doors are open and a couple of equally shiny foil pipes coming out, snaking across the ground before entering the old hotel through a smashed out basement window. No people in sight. Finally a chance to use my x-ray functionality. It, uh, it feels weird, like there's a tiny old bone vibrating in my eye socket, and I find myself wondering, what possible detriment may there be in having an x-ray device so close to my wrinkly, wrinkly, pinkly brain? Ah well, I still see no people, and the door isn't on a latch. I can sneak right in. In the hall of the abandoned hotel, there's an ornate staircase, and I can see where the dust has been shifted. And look, I got no special tactical training, so that's the path I'm gonna take. But before embarking, I make sure to read the section of my eyes instruction manual about the laser. Cause that could be useful, I think, and hey, it could even be fun. There's a definite smell in the place. Long years of neglect combined with an acridity that comes from a, a certain type of use. There's noises too, creaks and distant knocks becoming more obvious as I reach the building's inside depths. As the connection to my New York day grows thin, cut off by walls, rooms and their eerie stillness, each sound becomes more threatening in its potential origin. What do I look like to you? Some sort of kid from The Shining? Some kind of freaking Danny Torrance? I don't know, but room 315 started calling out to me from two floors above. Why? I don't freaking know. The 
There's some sort of inaudible whale song kind of noise coming from that room straight into my skull. And what's this? Rather conveniently, I find myself with the door to the elevator. And I push the button for the third floor. No dice. Emergency, stairs. Door, open. I enter. They're cold and still, and that's before I mention how dark they are. Time to use this frickin' eyes thermal imaging. But I hesitate before activating. Do I want to see what's in here with me? The air bristles around me, stale pins and needles against my skin. It's not stillness, but a kind of slow writhing. Ah, jeez. Whatever's in here, if it wants to kill me, it's gonna do it whether I can see it or not. Quick gasp in, thermal eye activates. Nothing. And that's when I hear it. The terrible noise from somewhere up above me. It's a rasping gargle, followed by a bang, and then another bang, and another. And so the sequence continues, with the banging getting louder, and maybe closer? Still, this frickin' thermal eye picks nothing up. All I can see is the blue of the air, and the slightly darker, colder blue of the stairs. But then the thoid blue enters the picture. It's even darker than the first two, the coldest object yet. It's the banging. It's a ball, and it's bouncing down the stairs. I watch it reach the land in one flight above me, and I watch as it changes direction, unnaturally curving its path around the top of the stairs in front of me. And I even watch, in numb terror, as it bounces down the last flight towards me. The banging is louder than ever now, echoing around the concrete chamber of the stairwell. And as this, this ball reaches the flat space on which I'm standing, it stops bouncing immediately, purposefully. And now it rolls agonizingly slowly before settling inches from my left foot. I bend down and pick it up. The ball is ice cold, but I can't put it down. Through my thermal eye vision I can see that it's not absorbing any of the heat from my hand, which is weird. Irregardless of this thermal jiggery, I start up the stairs, trying to keep quiet as I ascend. From somewhere high above me, I can make out a shuffling noise. Like, like some sort of large paintbrush on sandpaper. And every time I make a sound, scuff a step or breathe a little loud, this shuffling stops and, and waits. And only when it starts up again do I dare move. Finally, after what feels like a donkey's year, I reach the door marked Thoid Floor. At this point, I don't care anymore. I rush through and let it slam behind me. This new corridor is awash with purple to red smudges. The thermal tracks left on the blue. They lead round the corner to a door. It's the fourth on the right, and I can see from here the numbers are burning bright white. That by far the hottest thing this eye has seen so far. Room 315. And then the ball starts spinning in my hand. It's a slow rotation at first, but then I take a step forward and it gets faster. Another step, faster. Another, fast. Look, you get it, I'm sure. There's some sort of connection between the ball and the room. What are you, my non-plot following mother-in-law? Anyway, I turn off the thermal vision and prime the laser. In this mode, I can see that there's steam rising up the brass numbers on the door for room 315. Hand on doorknob, cold. Ball spinning insanely quick, yes sir. Breath held, mouth dry, ears hot, pants shit. Affirmative to all. 
Same with the previous door. I open fast. Kareen, good word, into a new space and check every visible. Nook and cranny? What is that? Nook and cranny? What am I doing? What is this? Nanny with B or what? Mary Poppins? Anyway, whatever that is. Nook and cranny. Inside the room, there's uh, absolute N-A-D-A. That's nada in Spanish, and it means nothing. But that means there's nothing in the room. Until I turn a little to my left and see the human figures in blood-stained biohazard suits levitating over a mildew-covered king-sized bed. There's something under the covers, another figure, but I can't quite see what. Fuck that, I say out loud, and by accident. They all turn to face me, their visors reflecting my face of terror. Shit, I exclaim, this time on Poipus. And then I laser them. Direct hit on the voiced one. It floats upwards like a helium balloon cut loose. Dead or something, I don't know, I'm not a vet. The other three, they all fly to the walls and perch on them like houseflies or wallflowers or whatever. I yell, hey, where's the dead attorney? But... Before anyone can say anything about this or that, the ball, which I'd forgotten about if I'm being honest, flies out of my hand and straight through the visor of the nearest biosuit guy and into his, um, I guess his face. He floats up to the ceiling to join his friend like another balloon at the aftermath of some grizzly kid's party. And the ball just floats in the middle of the room like, uh, I don't know, the two guys on the walls are just scuttling around now. I start to ask again. Hey, where's the dead attorney? And then there he is. The ball falls out of itself, developing new dimensions, which actually limbs and finally a head emerges and there he is, the deceased guy. He was the ball. He was in my hand, spinning. He was on the stairs, freaking me out, and now here he is pointing at the door. Like, what? what do I look like to you, I say? Do I look like the kind of guy who wants to leave without any answers? And then get this, okay? Cheese on my knees. Get this, the guy says, the guy, the guy, he doesn't say anything, he just holds his finger up at me. What? what? I'm about to laser this bozo when the bedsheet figure sits bolt upright next to me. Oh my god. It's still covered by the sheet, but I can see something seeping through around where the guy's face would be. Or Goyle's face. Uh, this is grade A horror right here, but fear is not what I'm feeling. No, no way. I can't quite put my finger on it, but my feelings don't align with this setting. The dead attorney's still pointing, his cheekbones looking even more defined than before. The biosuit guys are still on the wall, their dead friends bobbing around against the ceiling. And whatever this abomination is, is in the bed seeping away at me. Nah, my feelings aren't in it. And after all, I think to myself, if it wasn't for this freaking new eye, I would have been awake by now. And these guys would have been able to go about whatever this shit, this fucking supernatural, I don't know. They would have been able to do it uh, without my intervention. I mean, what do I look like to you anyway? Some sort of Ghostbuster guy with my robot eye? Like some sort of... Some so Ooh, uh, yeah. Uh, my stomach's in knots. I think that's like walking your bad. I gotta get back out through the old hotel onto the street. and I, I gotta go. 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 I